to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article from the October issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Welcome to the Feedlot, Best Practices for Managing Newly Received Feeder Calves. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Jessica Sperber, who's a Nebraska Extension Feedlot Specialist. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, this is the time of year when we talk about the fall runs where we see a lot of spring calving cows, their calves are weaned. Those calves often go into backgrounding yards or into the feed yard. In this article, you just highlight some of the key things to remember in terms of the importance of getting those calves started right, some best management practices around getting them used to their new environment and getting them started on feed. Uh, just walk through with us some good things to remember as we receive these calves this fall and, and get them introduced to their new home. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is remembering that our goal of receiving calves and setting up a receiving strategy is to make that transition from the calf origin into either their backgrounding yard or the feedlot as seamless as possible. So we're trying to keep the health sustained on those calves, um, get cattle to consume feed and to drink water, and essentially just setting them up in those first 14 days upon feedlot arrival to help calf development and set the performance trajectory of that calf. Some of the things you talk about is just some basics around a receiving diet, uh, getting those calves to eat. And we know that data says when calves eat, they're healthier. Uh, just to talk about the importance of having a good palatable diet in front of them, something they're going to come to as we get them started. Yeah, so one of the really popular receiving strategies would be to offer those calves long stem grass hay in the beginning, that receiving period. Largely, you're just trying to target offering those calves any familiar feed stuffs that they probably have seen before um, and essentially just to get them to come to the bunk and learn how to eat from the bunk. So some calves that we receive into the feed yard are obviously not bunk broke yet and so just enticing them to come to the feed bunk offering high quality forages to get adequate energy into the animal while their intakes are depressed. So if they're going to be consuming less on arrival or in those first 14 days of receiving you want to make sure that you're uh, offering them the most energy and nutritional value in every bite of feed that they take. You know, and then we also talk about bunk space in addition. So encouraging any of our feedlot producers to have a minimum of 16 inches of bunk space when you're offering so much forage in the ration, you know, up to 24 inches of bunk space would be even more ideal. But, you know, that targeted 16 to 18 inches is, is great in terms of newly receiving calves. Another thing that you highlight that I think is really important is thinking about the water that those calves are going to have access to, making sure they know how to drink. And for many calves, they're coming from an environment, as one guy said, the only way they know how to drink is from between their legs. So if they've been drinking out of a stream or a pond, and now you're putting them in an environment where they're drinking out of a concrete water, that's a different scenario. And it might be something it takes a bit for them to get used to. Yeah, absolutely. And so you know, we say to maintain the health of the animal, they need to be intaking feed and drinking water. And so in order for them to eat feed, they also need to um, drink that water because water does intake or water intake does drive feed intake. And so, you know, like you mentioned, Aaron, maybe that calf has never drank from a water tank before or they've never been exposed to a water trough before and so actually just helping them figure out where the tank is in the pen and where the water is coming from where the water source is coming from 
is actually really important. So one strategy that some yards will use is to allow that water tank to run over for a short period of time, you know, just to get some water pooling on the ground that does attract those calves to the water source. Um, and then in addition, we, we do notice that newly received cattle will walk the perimeter of their pen. And so one strategy that some producers might utilize is, you know, placing water tanks around the perimeter. If you have a water tank placed in the center of your pen, maybe add an additional one during the receiving period around that perimeter so that the calves will literally run into it and, and notice that there's water there for them to drink. And then also another really important factor is just ensuring that those water tanks are clean and that they remain free from algal growth and feed residues. One of the things we want to think about when we get those calves in is, of course, going through a processing, getting those calves or vaccinations, getting them tagged if we're putting a feedlot tag into them, uh, perhaps pro providing some parasitides. Uh, talk through with us just some thinking around timing of that on these calves as they come in stressed. What are some thoughts around how and when we might do that initial processing? Yeah, so I would say I would preface it with obviously have this discussion with your veterinarian. So vaccination protocols are very critical um, and your veterinarian will know the best route um, for your operation to take. But what we do see is, you know, those stress calves that come off the truck, maybe they've been on the truck for a long period of time, many hours. Um, and then also likely they were in a sale barn or were in a stress period before, right before that. So it is recommended to allow cattle anywhere from 12 to 24 hours after delivery um, to the yard before you start processing them. Some operations will actually adopt days of interval between delivery and processing um, if the cattle are considered low risk. Processing will include vaccination, parasite control, probably going to give them a feed yard tag, an implant if you're utilizing an implant protocol or program, and then also getting that um, initial weight on those animals. What are some other things that you really would encourage producers to remember? Again, just some basic principles as we get these calves in to try to provide the best opportunity for them to have success. Yeah, so don't be, I would say the number one thing is don't be alarmed when the calves intake seem significantly lower, anywhere from one to one and a half percent of their body weight. That's natural. And we do see that in week one of receiving cattle, um, you know, and really stressed calves may consume lower than one percent of their body weight with some exhibiting signs of anorexia. So again, just offering them high quality forages and feedstuffs that, you know, every bite matters. And so they're intaking, you know, adequate energy density on every bite, you know, low intakes coupled with feed and water deprivation during the sale of those cattle. And then also during transport may compromise their immune system. So we do look, you know, for your veterinarian to assist you in, in what protocol is best in those scenarios. And then, like I mentioned, um, you know, just encouraging those cattle to drink water, 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 that's a really big one. It will help drive intake um, and encourage the overall health of those cattle and hopefully keeping them from experiencing any further anorexia symptoms or, you know, reduced feed intakes. So you already mentioned this, and I think it's really important is there's a lot of variability in terms of where these calves are coming from, what their background is, their experience, their health status. So really working with your veterinarian, having a plan in terms of how do we best receive those calves based on the class of cattle we're getting to set them up for success is really important. So there's not a there's not a recipe, I guess, so to speak, that this is going to fit for all calves. I think you have to look at your scenario, 
look at the type of cattle you're receiving, the health issues you have had in the past, and and then make a plan accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. And and going off of what you just mentioned, you know, understanding the risk of the calves that you have is also key, right? So when we receive cattle into the feed yard, we'll often classify them as low risk, moderate risk, and high risk calves. And those different groups of calves generally need to be treated differently upon feed yard arrival. You know, if we have super low risk calves that have been preconditioned, you know, you might be able to get those calves up onto a higher energy diet and consuming more feed at an earlier point. Point in that receiving period, really high risk calves, you know, we're going to be looking at, at dealing with those calves from both a feeding standpoint and a vaccine protocol standpoint quite a bit differently. Even just the fact of those cattle coming in into the feedlot pen being bunk broke and understanding where their feed trough is and also where their water is, you know, really sorts whether those cattle are going to be considered low risk or or maybe cattle that we need to be checking on a little bit more and really monitoring what their intakes are in those first 14 days upon arrival. Dr. Sperber, thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Aaron. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, you can find it at the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you also can find additional resources on this topic.